Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How are we doing? Welcome back under the cosh. How's it going, lads? I'm very well, are you? Have you recovered? Just about. Just about. I mean... It was an epic, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't think... Uh, we've not had one before. And I'm tipping we'll probably not have another one quite like Leon. Hmm. Some uh, mixed reviews. Some people liked him, some people didn't. I think you've got to get that, though, when you... Is he outs- outspoken, would you say? I would say he's as outspoken... Opinionated. He's as outspoken as Donald fucking Trump, isn't he? <laughs> Let's be right about it. He does not give two fucks, does he? No. Who he offends, what he says, it just comes out. I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he said. Nah, Susan. Let's just get that out there. Yeah, yeah. we need to make yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, soon. obviously, there's a few people saying we've given him a, given him a platform and all that, and but we can't. We get a guest on, we don't know what they're going to say. I hope, I'm sure Susan is a fantastic woman, Lovely. and she's obviously a good kit woman, or she wouldn't have been doing it for 20 years, would she? It's true, John. Uh, Very true. His opinions on women's football. You were quiet during that topic. Eh? You were quiet. I know, yeah, because I, I think it's. Uh, you just let, allowed him to project his... Yeah, his pretty much. I didn't want to get involved with it, to be honest. Mm. Uh, if that's what he thinks, fair enough, that's we what he thinks. We didn't know if we were packing a piece, did we? Well, no. That could have done it. in that, in one of them pockets in the tracksuit. To be fair, it came for you to more... It, I don't think it came for me at all, really, yeah, did it? Yeah, because you were scared of him, John. <laughs> scared of him? Yeah. He was backing off, wasn't he? He was, he, he was. Everything he said, oh, yeah, totally agree. Mate. Spitting and farting every five mate, minutes. Do you know a good talk show was, mate? The... the the rock and roll with the punches, don't they? It was as soon as he found out he was a black belt in karate. <laughs> yeah. On the back foot. Straight There's away. no way I can get fucking beat up by a midget here. No way. Not in golf club. Anyway, you know what I mean? But you've got, you've got to adapt to your surroundings, mate. I thought we did quite well, though, I think. Tickle his belly here and yeah. there. And Amsterdam in a matter of hours. Yeah. Got On the bike. When's this going out? We'll, 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 have, we'll have finished. <laughs> we'll have just finished. thinking then, so hopefully, this, this could be my last ever under the cosh. Because <laughs> if that defibrillator packs up, I'm in a fucking spot of bother. I just hope we've got a defibrillator. Are you conf- confidently completing it? If I don't complete it, I'll be bitterly disappointed. But yeah. the, only, the only way that I'll not complete it is if... Is Excuses, if, get them in, get them in. Sorry. Bear in mind, I had an operation... Uh, well, it'll probably be about 20 days before the bike ride. So, if that's an excuse, well, fucking hell, fair be. I'll put money on you being in the safety truck, the onside of Doncaster. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've said it. What about uh, 
There's no even wrong with you can't need. do it, lads. I what? can't do There's it. There's no even wrong with it. You just went, shit, I've got a bike ride. Get us penciled in for an op. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, how can I get an excuse? Fuck it, I'll go and have surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm not going to say I pulled my back or not like that. Nah. <laughs> fuck it, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go the whole log. I'll have surgery, fuck it, why not? <laughs> But there's still time to get your donations in. Well, you I'm can sure donate when we've, when we've finished. Yeah. Like, people might be waiting calls. to see if we do complete it. So yeah. Turn up, probably. People might be <laughs> yeah. turning up. But Just, yeah. So we could be... Uh, looking forward to though. Yeah, so am I. Are you, Chris? So am I. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to I've got my padded underpants. I, uh, yeah, I've vetoed. Vete- yeah, have you vetoed up? <laughs> I've vetoed up, mate. It's like a baby's bum down there. smooth. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Sleeves today? Yeah, Stevie Elliott. You both played with him. Sleeves is a great lad. Should very, we get him in? Very good. Yeah, why not? Well, we're, we're, we're in, in his, his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sleeves, come on, you come, in, come have a chat with us in your kitchen, mate, please. <laughs> How are we doing? Doing very well, thank you. Teammate to both of you yes, at some point both, in Korea. Yeah. Twice for me, twice, twice, twice for twice. Brown, yeah. It was only once for you, was it? Yeah, we signed We signed, we signed the, the same, same day time, or the day after or something, wasn't it? We yeah. went, I think we... Is it Steve with a suppository? Pardon? <laughs> is it the suppository? <laughs> this is a sleeping yes. suppository. That was the first day... I think, we, I think we met in the Pig and Whistle, didn't we? <laughs> Barky's double play. That was... Uh, Kick's coming up the Pig and Whistle, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah I think it was... It weren't the first time we met or the suppository incident. Mm. Can we get a recap just for those who may have missed that? Well, Slazy can tell it. Slazy can tell it. I, I don't know what people have heard, but basically, <laughs> Big John here used to like a little sleeping tablet after the kind of nighttime meal, and he used to pop up. Me and him used to room together for a bit. I think before he went in with Sergi, wasn't it? I yeah. think I got rid of you at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> this might have made me get rid of you. <laughs> Possibly. But uh, yeah, so... Uh, Big Park used to go up for his uh, sleeping tablet, which uh, we allowed to say what it was. Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it was little, his little uh, Tom Hank before he went to bed, right? <laughs> so anyway, I walked into the room and bear in mind, I've seen this episode a few times. Parky's sitting there down the end of the bed with my laptop, bear in mind, tearing the head, <laughs> tearing, tearing the head off himself. So I thought, I'm sick of this. Now, it's not a great sight. Anybody can picture the big man there. I, by the way, I didn't, I didn't used to shave, I didn't used to shave me back then, neither. So. No, I, I, was saying, uh, I didn't know whether it was Parky or a big bear. Like, but I, but anyway, at this stage, I thought, right, that's it. So in the meantime, I think but, it, was, it might have been QPR away, was it, Parky? I can't remember which game. I think it was QPR. We were down London somewhere. Anyway, I don't know what game it was. But uh, I, I, I think I had a knock or something on my ankle. And... Jacko, the physio, had given me one of them anti-inflams now that you kind of have to put up your backside. So I'm sitting there, I walk into the room, and Parky is just about to finish off his like, little uh, sleeping tablet. So I think as I walked into the room, he was in... I think I just totally ignored the fact that he was in. So anyway, so, anyway, so, so I, I walked in, I laying on the bed, and I thought, this is a perfect opportunity. So I turned around, just as Parky, I think, was just finishing off, and I had both, I had literally nothing on, both legs in the air, and I'd, I was in the, mi- uh, the middle of sticking the, the anti-inflam where, where the sun doesn't shine. And, <laughs> and Parky was standing there looking at me with his thing still probably in his hand. Was that his thing? It probably went, wasn't a great... Whoa, <laughs> But uh, Parky turned around and just said, what, what are you at? But <clears throat> it was payback for like, uh, it was a few weeks now I caught you in the act, wasn't it? Yeah, you were upset. The little, you know, the little hand towels, the little hand tan- towels that are under the sink. Don't out touch of them. Just leave them. Did you never think of just putting someone on the door or uh, did you not speak between you and go, if 
The door's on the I latch. Gave a good, I gave him a good two minutes, like, do you know? Two minute tap, two minute yeah. tap on the door. Yeah, it's happened a few, I've been caught a few times. I know, the worst thing was when I used to bring the laptop home and the missus checking her emails on it, <laughs> she used to see all sorts of search engines, and I used to say, well, uh, sorry, love, that was, that was John again. Like, <laughs> convenient, so he, he, convenient. Got me, he got me over a few little uh, toy, toy kind of ones with <laughs> the missus putting that. He watches some stuff, that parky, doesn't he? So I sleeves he signed... Was it was the year someone got relegated, wasn't it? And they signed you in the in the yeah. championship. McCarthy signed you. Yeah, you, I think you. Was, I don't know. You were playing. Were you on the first team at that stage? I think you made I was your involved. debut, wasn't it? You I were in involved. the round, but I think you just got knocked out in the playoffs, wasn't it? Jeff Whitney missed that penalty. I think I signed that summer. Oh, you signed that summer. I Sorry. signed the summer after Jeff had missed the, right. the penalty in the playoffs. So I think he's just missed out on the playoffs, and then I, I I came in that following season. What did you think, McCarthy? I love, I love, I love Big Mick. I've, I still kind of speak to him now. Like he, he was, he was good for my career. He obviously gave me a chance, first team wise. I'd been at Man City for five years, played a few times for them, and I don't know. He just kind of, he, I had when I when I signed for Sunderland, I had a chance to sign for, um, <coughs> excuse me, Celtic as well. I, I was up at the Henrik Larsson testimonial. Martin O'Neill wanted to sign me at that time at, at Celtic, and. Obviously, being a young Irish lad, he, he just presumed Celtic show a bit of interest. Most Irish lads kind of go up that way. Yeah, but yeah. I'd spoken to Mick as well, and Mick was a big hero of mine, obviously manager of Ireland. So I, I kind of had them two clubs coming in with me, and obviously City wanted to keep me keep me on as well. But at, at that time, City had big players there. They had Fowler, one chop, and Elka. And I just didn't see myself getting enough yeah. kind of game time needed. To, I was at that age now, 19, 20, wherever I was, that I wanted to be kind of playing you can only play so much reserve team football and and Mick, Mick re, the, the reason why I signed obviously Sunderland was a, an impressive place like great stage and I just got a want but Mick was the main reason he was first day I met him I just thought I'm going to like working with him and, and it was kind of more or less done then but it was a good set of lads wasn't it great, we've great. spoke about it a lot but remember I spoke about Mickey Holland Oh, yeah. Harvey, Harvey Mix. Mix. Yeah, it was, it was, that was unbelievable. I, I, I actually came across an old picture carrying one of them old Louis Vuitton bags, and I thought, what? And I, we, we thought we were so cool, didn't we? Like, yeah. honestly, did, you, did you have the full works? I didn't. I don't think I got the suitcase. I didn't get the suitcase. <laughs> 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 I didn't get the suitcase. <laughs> honestly, man. No, I had a watch. I had a, the bag. I think the missus had handbags. I think my ma was getting bloody Louis Vuitton. Everything. My sisters were getting. They, they all taking them. Must have been a lot more than I actually was like but I wasn't telling them they were from Harvey Mix but nah I was, he, uh, he, must have, he must have made an absolute fortune 100 quid a pop these watches yeah. he was paying the tenner for them weren't he yeah um, I was, but, obviously, but he, he obviously recognised his, his kind of his crowd and we were all 19, 20 year old 21 year old yeah. lads thought we, thought we were the bees knees playing for some and and then he bigger fill us. He used to have a big locker full. So, how are we lads? How are we in the Harvey Mix? <laughs> on, on the youth team, you'd nah. see them strutting down. How are we in the Harvey Mix? To be fair, in the end, Roy got rid of him, didn't he? Roy yeah. King came in and got rid of him. He, he basically For went, that reason? Well, yeah, more or less. He, he basically, I remember he had a meeting and he says, uh, I'm sick of the lot. He's knowing we were losing games. He says, Look at the state. He's, he's, he goes, He's have his address room being run by a masseuse. And he was out the door yeah. in a few weeks. I don't think Mick, uh, I don't think Roy took to Mick very well. Mickey nah, Holland, but Mick, Mickey Holland was a Newcastle fan. <laughs> And I don't think Roy kind of liked that. He had obviously well known that he were in Newcastle. Yeah, 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 he didn't yeah. hide it. Yeah, and I think he was going on about oh, you got the master choosing the music and all that. And I just think Roy nobody was going to tell him that he was a good DJ. Though anyway, when Roy was having one, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Whatever he said, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I like I, li- I like them songs, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> but 
him and Sean used to go at it, didn't they? Mickey and Sean. Oh. Sean Thornton. Sean Thornton, what a character he was. Yeah, I knew Sean from the Irish setup. Like I played with the 19s, 20s, 21s. I think he was a year older than me or something, but he'd already been at, I think he was at Sunland. He signed for Sunland before me. He'd made a yeah, few, he'd, think, done, he'd done quite well, I think, hadn't he, when he first came in under Peter Reid, scored a few goals, and he, he thought he was boy around town, didn't he? <laughs> He was he was went to his kind of R and B music, his Fifty Cent and Two Pack and all them boys, Jar Rule back in the day. But I prefer, bear in mind, I prefer six packs, mate. <laughs> well, but he was like the thing is with Sean, he was he was ginger like, but he used to go around. He's doing some beds. He'd have his hair bleach blonde. Uh, ginger, he likes R and B. Likes R and B, yeah. Diamond earrings, diamond earrings, and he and he couldn't drive though. That was the that was the he could not drive a car. He used to have a, a remember a guy used to take him in, a big big huge guy used to drive him yeah. in out, out of the club. I don't I can't remember his name. Yeah, I remember. But I, I, when I when I was at Sunderland, I ended up buying a house just around the corner from Sean, so he didn't know he no longer needed his driver. So is this I, the hall, is this a house with the, the ST, engraved engraved yeah ST ten or whatever it was? Well, he used to say, "Do you want to come into the West Wing or the East Wing?" And I I was thinking he's going to have this big joke, and it was a nice house, bro. It was nowhere near the way he used to run about it. It was a two. Up, <laughs> it was definitely no wings. It was a two up, two down in Tunstall. Yeah. Like, but he used to go on like. I think uh, after do you want to come in the front door or the back door? It was, half, it was, it was half, half tongue in cheek, wasn't yeah. it? Like, but anyway, going back to the. To him, I, I used to I eventually start picking them up because I moved around the corner from and I don't know, I remember around that time the new Range Rover Sport had come in and uh, it was silly me because I wanted to be one of the first ones to have one in the country. I ordered one a, a long time earlier and that and there. Uh, so anyway, I, I, the car arrived and, and Sean Thornton loved these cars. Loved, he loved the bling light, didn't he? Mm. He basically, I think he, he loved these cars. He just couldn't drive. He just couldn't drive. That was it. So, so he said to me, "I'm dropping them off one day after we, we both went shopping around the bridges, which is a shopping centre in Sunderland. Now it's it's not the greatest it's shop. It's improved over the last while, but there wasn't much there and." Sean he'd been in by his baseball caps he's fed remember he used to wear all the American basketball vests he was horrendous looking looking back in there right so um, let's just say right right so he's ginger nothing wrong with being ginger but he's got his hair streaked he's got diamond earrings in his ears He's got Harvey Mix Louis Vuitton watch bag. <laughs> he's wearing arm and watch. Probably the suitcase. He can't well. drive, but he's wearing these fucking caps back to front. Oh. And he's wearing t-shirts with basketball t-shirts over the top. Right. And that's the poor Miley. I've got me and that's yeah. the poor Miley, isn't it? I know what Sean Thornton's like now. Yeah. So anyway, so we're driving back and I've just obviously picked up my new car and we're driving back through uh, Sunland down towards Tunstall where he lived. And he goes, Go sleeves, could you show the car, will you? And I look at him, I went, now this is me baby, I've just literally got it. And I'm looking at him going, Sean, you can't drive. He goes, ah, no, he goes, he goes, he, goes, he spoke like this, didn't he? He got real excited. He goes, ah. he goes, yeah. He goes, listen, he goes, I've been taking lessons. Go on, give us a shot. Just... So he pestered me for about 15 minutes from the town all the way. And I said, you know what, Sean, I'll give you a shot when we get to your road, right? So anyway, we get to the top of his road. It's kind of a hill bank where he, I don't know if you've ever been to his house, like a bank, a big hill down to it. So I says, right, I'll give me, I says, he can't do much damage like on his road, right? <laughs> So I says, so I drive, pull over in the car. I says, right, Sean, I'll let you drive from here up to your, up to your door. So we get into the car, jump out of the driver's seat. He comes in from the passenger seat. On the way around the passenger seat, he opens the boot. I says, what are you going to do? He goes, oh, I just want to put my hat on. I mean, so, so he's obviously bought a new hat, right? And sunglasses, right? So he stopped, right? Opened the boot, put his new sunglasses on, a backwards cap, jumped into the driver's seat. And I, I've gone into the passenger seat and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, oh my God, what have I done? But it's too late to kind of say, no, he's comfortable and all. Puts the 50 cent of CDs back then. Puts the 50 cent CD, right? You in. Got that in the boot as well? No, I already had that. I, I, I didn't mind about a 50. I think everybody liked about a 50 back then. <laughs> I, 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 anyway, so he puts on the 50 cent. I think it was 
candy shopper in the club, right? Starts blurting her, right? And like, so before he's, and next of all, he puts his hand, do, 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 right? So he puts his left hand on the wheel, which was automatic. And I said, what are you going? He goes, I said, I'm going to drive the car, I want to look the part. I might see some of my neighbours and all, right? So anyway, I'm thinking, oh my God. So he puts, he puts his foot on the accelerator. Little, I'm presuming he's having lessons. Mounts the cobra in two seconds, right? We're going straight for a lamppost, and it's obviously one of them handbrakes that you can't pull up. So I'm like, Sean, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I have to grab the wheel, venture him back onto the road, right? I said, slam on the brake. So he slams on the brake. I says, you're never going to end this fucking car again. Like, but and that's Sean to a T. Like, yeah, he wanted people to see him being like kind of. Even though it was probably only like an old woman and a dog at that time of the day, like, but he just he wanted them seeing his cool. But honestly, madman, good, good player though, wasn't he? he? Was waste of talent, really. Mick tried his best to get the best out of him, didn't he? Well, and he probably did to a certain extent. Why well, waste the talent? What would he just? He just go out. I oh, he'd go out a lot, and his diet wasn't great. He just used to eat. He used to eat, but he used to love the Chinese. <laughs> what? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but probably he was a lot worse than you. He's playing seven. Yeah. He just couldn't get about. Could he, he used to love the Chinese on Sea Road. He used to get there's a Chinese takeaway on Sea Road, and he used to, where he lived is a good twenty five minute away, right? Bear in mind he didn't drive, so he loved the curry sauce and the sausages. That the sausages in a Chinese, I know, but he loved the particular sausages. So he used to ring up a taxi to go and pick up his Chinese and Sea Road to bring back to his house three or four nights a week, like, and he's obviously. Well, listen, he was a maverick, though, wasn't he? He was a really good player. Yeah. I, I remember one of the games, I think it was Rodham away. He went, I know for a fact he went out on the Friday night and he came on a half. He was subbed the next day. He didn't know he was going to be in the squad. He came on a halftime and scored two free kicks. We won the game 4 2. And that was after a full night on the sauce. So he had bags of ability, but eventually I think it caught, caught up. Him. So you get the. Um, during your. That early spell at Sunderland, that when Ireland is that your first cap comes in, then yeah, I I, I started obviously uh, when I came up to Sunderland. I hadn't played much first team football. I started breaking into the team and and scoring quite a few goals. And with that came the inter- international air recognition. And yes, yeah, funny like for me, I played for Ireland all the way up, like now from 15s all the way up 21s. Yeah. And obviously the next step was you never really though think you're going to play for the the international team. Oh, you young lad, it's kind of a dream. You watch it. <laughs> I knew I weren't, man. I don't worry about. That. <laughs> I knew I knew from about seven that I never would. No, but you're, you're watching like I remember watching Ireland the World Cup 2002, which wasn't even that long before I kind of got the squad and like likes of Robbie Keane, Shea Given, like Kev Club, and they were all heroes of mine growing up. And like I would have been 17, 18 watching that tournament and thinking Jesus. But so obviously a few years later, I, all of a sudden I find myself sharing the kind of the same being in the same squad and sharing the same hotel. And I remember one of me me forced trips into the into the Ireland squad. I, I was presuming like I knew we liked a little drink with the with the U team lads after the game, but with the senior squad, I remember coming into the screen oh, in the room with the senior lads thinking, like, this is gonna be really professional, you've got to be banging our sleeves, like you know what I mean? This is this is where it happened. So I wanted me forced I think it might be even me forced trip, but one of me forced trips anyway. The lads, the lads are in the hotel. We've met up on the, I don't know what it was, a Saturday or a Sunday. We met up and says, all right, lads, uh, we're going to go down Malahide for like a, a, a bite to eat and a, and a cup of coffee. So I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that, that sounds right. Quite. I didn't really drink coffee, but I thought I could have a cup of tea. <laughs> I thought I'll have, I'll have a cup of tea, like just so it didn't look awkward. So anyway, Irish we, coffee yes. so all of a sudden that led to another thing. Next of all, we were down, um, down Malahide before, you know, we're fucking six, seven points deep, right? And I'm thinking... Fucking training tomorrow, right? The lads are like, nah, nah, Grant, we do her all the time. Like, obviously, Roy, uh, sorry, Robbie Keane there, Damien Duff, Shea Given, Ke- Kenny Cunningham. Everyone was there. I'd say 80, 85% of the lads. Are. So you, it was it was kind of a, a, 
it seemed to me like it was one of them things that happened quite regularly. So I, being a young lad, I don't know what I was, 19, 20, I thought, fuck, this is fucking great. Right. Drinking with the lads, like having a big drinking with, drinking with me heroes. Yeah, drinking with me heroes. So I'm, I'm fucking well oiled. Like, I, I, I wasn't a, I used to go out with the lads, but I wouldn't have seen I got to help me points together quite well back then. I got drunk fairly quick. Still do, as a matter of fact, but I was like proper, like, we went, we're on the drink all day anyway. And we, I don't know what time we bowled home at. Like, so I thought, is this allowed? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be grand train tomorrow. So I'm thinking, that's grand. And little did I realise, right, alarm goes off the next day for training, didn't I? Half nine, we're down on the training pitch and I'm fucking rough as toast, right? I'm thinking, fucking hell. I'm thinking, well, at least, I'm thinking at least all the other lads will be rough as well. Season. Bear in mind, this, yeah, this one of my first like, kind of training sessions with the Irish national team should be nervous, but all I can think about is getting this fucking hatchet out of my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, we're down on the training pitch and I'm like, at the, the Kev Kilbarn, I think, I'm fucking fucked here. And they're like, and the lads are saying, oh, we feel all right. And I'm thinking, bollocks so I've obviously like it's obviously these are well a little bit more kind of accustomed to it than me so yeah. I'm really really struggling and I'm trying to impress here like fucking Ireland manager Brian Caird called me in I'm trying I need to impress these here so we were going through the little passing boxes luckily enough he knew he was out anyway the night the night before but we still it was still tough little boxing drill the ball zipping around like these lads are fucking some of these are superstars Duffer Keno zipping the ball around I'm running around cold sweat thinking <laughs> oh my god is this going to end soon so we finish anyway we're finishing off for seven aside the pass to Robbie Keane the balls are scone into the because we were training in Malahide it wasn't like the newcomers there the balls are rolling into the bush and I'm thinking these fuckers will think I'm shite like you know what I mean so obviously go into the seven aside game thinking right I can make amends here still feel and really rough like thinking right I've got through at least 40 minutes because so we're playing a seven aside game there right I'm thinking right if I score a goal here too at least I won't look that shit anyway so anyway I see we're playing seven aside we're out of the teams <coughs> Kev Colban sprinting down the left wing in the seven aside and I thought right I'm getting in the box I'm going to score here I'm going to score so Kev has lashed one across the box killers smashed one right and it's a perfect high for a diving header and I'm thinking to myself I'm fucking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dive. Shay was going. I'm gonna score a diving header now, and that'll get me out. Get me out of shit in this session. So all of a sudden, I fucking ran for it. I've seen the picture of my head diving header. It's come off the top of my head, flying over the crossbar. Right. I've stood up. Cav said, tells me this. I don't remember this because I fucking seen stars. Cav says he looked at you. You went white. So I fucking went white, and I projectile vomited all over the training pitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so just standing there puking me guts up. Right. And uh, Cav, I've seen Cav, Cav's killed all gone. Cav says, Cav goes at me, sleeves, as soon as the ball came in, I see it, I says, don't do it, sleeves, don't do it, sleeves, because he smashed the light. Puke and Brian Kerr walks by, he goes, what's what? He goes, bad point last night, was it, Stephen? I go, that's where I was, Brian. So fucking, that was it, we got onto the bus after. I couldn't train anymore, I just had to step out with the physio. <laughs> was that you had to what? drop out? He was yeah, I, stopped, I was fucking at the projectile vomit, I couldn't have continued training if I tried, you'd man. You'd have to change the pitch. It was just towards the end of the session, so I just, just walked out. Honestly, Cav even brings her up to this day every time he speaks. What about when you project out of on the middle of Ireland training? Like, so so I, at the same time, like it kind of got me kind of known into the group. Yeah. So they all had a good laugh at me, but I thought never again. Never again, we're going to drink that much. But I think the, the older I got, the, the more I kind of got used to kind yeah. of carrying me drinking. That, but I was, it was, it was a fortress kind <laughs> I think of session. That's it. When you sign for a new team, I like sign mm. the Ireland squad. If the lads find out you like a drink, you in yeah. immediately, aren't you? Yeah, did you go out, did you go out much at weekend? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I go out more Saturdays. Fucking you're come in, on, you're in. You're in. No, I, I, I sit. I sit in with the missus more. I, I stop in and watch matches there. 
You're out. <laughs> to be fair, though, like, I don't know. Do players still do that now? Like, cause I think it was I a standard know. thing, wasn't I don't it? Think they, I don't think they do it like that. Like but like even there, looking at all that footage of um, Sheffield United brands, you know, all on the internet when yeah. they're getting promoted, like, I'm thinking, yeah, people are saying that's great. But I was like, uh, what we used to grow up when we got from was well worse than that, wasn't it? Like, yeah. there was crazier scenes, but there was no obviously kind of yeah, footage no one, of it and that. No which, one documented is, it. which is probably a good thing, but it is. It's, I, I, I think, have they been holding her up inside all year and then kind Maybe, of breaking yeah. out? Whereas yeah. we used to do that every other week. <laughs> The thing is, a lot of the, a lot of the Sheffield United lads are older lads, aren't they? Older, experienced yeah. lads who who have done it all, all yeah. their careers and that. But fucking hell, he had a, he had a good drink steers, didn't he? Yeah. Suddenly, those I'm saying when uh, going back to me, Colin Roy came in. Roy, Roy was fucking some man. How long did you last with Roy at the club? I left in January. He came in. It was September. He came in. About, Were you pleased when he came in? You know, obviously. It's... Well, to be to be fair, when he came into Sunderland, we had we started off shit that season. Yeah. I mean, we'd lost our first five games, and we'd just been relegated from the Premier League, so that we were favourites to go back up, which was usually the case back yeah. then. Like we had obviously, so we we just couldn't get a win. We lost the Plymouth at home. We lost the Berry even in the cup, and we just we were sitting bottom of the table after five games and. I think Roy had been announced. Roy had Roy was coming in, and we I think we played West Brom just before he actually became and we beat, we beat them, West Brom. I think did you score in that game? Yeah. Did you? Uh, no, I played it. Played man, man, man of the match. You did actually score his first goal, didn't yeah. you? Right? I remember that at Derby. But he came in and literally, I've never seen a manager come into a club and take it from literally on the on its arse to to go on obviously and getting promoted. It was he done an unbelievable job, yeah, didn't did. he? And he kind of. He brought in some really good players along the year, but geez, it was it was an absolute roller coaster that season. Yeah. It was, it was I remember. The, sorry, Sleeves. The weeks weeks before, because he he just retired from playing that summer, didn't yeah. he? And um, you know, like players get wind of who might be coming in or whatever. Basically, it filtered down that Keane was definitely getting the job. He said, "It's it's a done deal." So obviously, I know weren't meant to put money on it. He wasn't fit. He was. I think I might have got. Somebody got five, six to one or something and lumped on it, thinking it's a done deal. And when it came to it, he said, oh, I just need a few, uh, just want a few weeks with my family. So Niall Quinn appointing himself as manager. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. For a few weeks. And all the lost, lads lost it? Lost the money. Hmm. Three weeks later, Roy Keane, their manager. Oh, oh yeah, that's because he was Roy. Uh, remember Niall when we got knocked out of Burnley? Yeah. I remember Roy had lumped on Niall Quinn. Had <laughs> <laughs> you had you crossed paths with Keane before? Yeah, I, I, I played with Roy when he came, came back from international retirement, which yeah. was uh, was just throwing himself. Like we, for me, Roy Keane was was the biggest hero for Irish lads. He was a legend when he played for Man United for years, and then obviously he had these big fallout with with Mick. But when I was in the national squad, he, Brian managed to get me out of international retirement, so he came back in. Did he? Uh, did he get tech- Part in the drinking of that? No, no, he, he, he didn't he, drink. He didn't drink, he didn't drink at this stage. He'd stopped drinking and got, looked after himself. And uh, my, my first game with, with Roy was out in the Faroe Islands. And I remember Robbie Keane was suspended, which is why I was playing the game, like, because he, he played every game. So it was obviously me and Clint Morrison playing up front. And Roy had just come back in and he was starting. It was a World Cup qualifier. And I was just. I remember going to the game, like we knew the team before the game, traveling to the game and I couldn't relax because I was just thinking, fucking hell, I'm playing in the same team. I, I, knowing you're a young yeah. lad, you're thinking, playing the same team as Roy Keane. Because you you've heard stories about yeah. he's the manmans and you've seen him even in training the week. He, he used to fucking ping balls in, you know, in the square. Like It was like he was testing you. I remember just sitting in the dressing room. I should have been like buzzing for the game, like in force uh, competitive international staff, but I just couldn't stop thinking about what 
playing with Roy. Like that's how much of an effect he had on me. Now I probably wouldn't be like that later on. But knowing you're young boy, you yeah, you yeah, think yeah. that way. So I remember just sitting in the dressing room, everybody was doing the bits and pieces, strapping up. I remember just looking at Roy, and he was just sitting there with his legs crossed, right, with a program. And I'm thinking, thinking is that what Roy Keane does before a match? Like no, because you're kind of half obs- not obsessed with him, but you're kind of. Yeah. It's interesting to see how yeah. legends of the game prepare up a game. So I'm sitting there going. Right, okay. Sitting there. Can I get a program over here, nah, please? It, 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 no, I, I wasn't like Cav, like. <laughs> but uh, I'm just sitting there, and he di- didn't in, didn't speak with anybody in the dressing room before the game, didn't do anything, just kept himself to himself. So I just remember, I remember turning to Clinton around to me and went, fucking hell, what, what do you reckon with him playing in behind us there? says, Clinton, I tell you, if he passes the ball into us, we'll just fucking just get hold of a bouncer off us as we lease ourselves in. Like, and I, honestly, that's even in the warm up, I couldn't get him out, out, out my head because it was, it, it, it could be very, very scary. No, like, right. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember the, the match had just kicked off and he rammed one into my feet and I couldn't control the ball. Basic little touch, but in my head, it was the hardest. To ball ever to control and I knocked the back I don't know to, to kill her or something and then uh, he goes great touch Stevie well done and I thought oh, I'm fucking away here he just said, well done. I went and ended up winning it. I didn't score but I won a penalty and got an assist and I ended up getting man of the match and it just goes to show you where like if that if I had, had a bad touch there maybe yeah. I would have went the yeah, other way like yeah, that, that's yeah. the kind of another brownie You'd like, <laughs> you'd like to think that he wouldn't have gotten on your back, though. No, nah, you wouldn't. But like, as I said, in a 19, wherever I was, 20-year-old's mind, you, you don't really, you don't have too much time to think about yeah. that. But he, he well, was, I've heard of him. I think he would have done me just mm, to try and fucking toughen you up. He was some player, know. though. Like, as I say, even in the, he came back into the national retirement like later on, he was, you could see just he just owned the game like he never get the ball away it was just it was a pleasure just even in the brief couple of games that I did appear alongside him it was it was just it was an eye opener for me to see how good he actually was because mm. you watch him everybody watches him you think yeah. it's only when you're in there actually on the pitch when you realise and even the opposition you can sense the opposition shitting themselves because he's in the team he actually had that effect on and is, is still a big legend in the game and listen he, he still I still think he could do a good job managing in the right place and get a reaction but some of the things as he afterwards he kind of a little bit contradicting himself at times which I thought yeah. you know what maybe this aura isn't as kind of Maybe he's made a made a like that a little bit rather than what it is. But yeah. he was a funny guy as well, though, wasn't he? Right, like yeah. he was like he could he could be so so angry. I've never seen a manager so angry than him. Like I don't know if you were there at the in one of the meetings when Nugsy made a mistake for one of the goals. No, nah. unbelievable. Like, we we I don't know who we played in the game. I think it might have been another game I think it might have been a home game we got beaten 2-1 don't know who it was against can't remember but Nugsy made two mistakes for the goals right that's Nyron 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 Nosworthy right Uh, Nugsy was his nickname so we're playing in the game we usually get Sunday off like obviously after the the game right says nobody's off tomorrow everybody in into the training into the academy tomorrow for a meeting so we're like fuck's sake like right thinking you don't want to be in on a Sunday. Nobody wants to be in on a Sunday. But when Roy Keane gets you in on a Sunday, it's it's it's, it's double crying. worry. Like you're thinking, what the fuck's he going to say? So anyway, we all come in on the Sunday. Good that we lost the game, right? So uh, obviously everyone's in there. He comes into the room and he he fucking he goes proper off him when he starts. Everybody off going. So he's, so he's even had time to calm. down. Oh, he's down. had time to calm down, right? So he's come in and he, he actually was quite calm in the morning, morning lads. And then he must have seen us again and thought useless. <laughs> and he got angry again, right? He said, going, you're tackling you're a so he basically went off on one for about 10-15 minutes like well I felt like fucking felt like long it might not have been that long but he, he proper had a rant right so we're sitting there like and he's not the type of guy that you want to see him smiling but at the same time I'm thinking my head he's fucking mad like no and quite <laughs> half enjoying it like do you know what, I'm you know what I mean you're thinking yeah I think this is good to see like this is so this is what it, this is what they're talking about right <laughs> so anyway so I'm sitting there right obviously I'm sitting next to uh, I think it was, <clears throat> might have been Lee Miller who was a good friend of mine at the time and the next one he goes and this how an hour 
he went, I wouldn't fucking mind. He goes, it was me missus fucking birthday yesterday, last night. She goes, she was up from, because he lived in Dormy, because she was up from, she was up from uh, Manchester for the night. And we were meant to go out for a birthday meal, right? So she comes out, she has a, a little short skirt on. She goes, tits, tits hanging out of her dress. I should be sitting there wishing her happy birthday, thinking I'm onto a fucking good thing tonight. And he goes, and I look at her, and all I can see fucking looking back at me is fucking nugs his head out of each side of her top. So I'm fucking, <laughs> I swear to God. So I'm sitting there, right? I'm taking fucking hell. I look at Nugsy and Nugsy's like, no big, Nugsy's stupid head like that. So I, I just, he's just kind of slouching his chair. And honestly, I, I just fucking couldn't stop. And I just start bursting out laughing. I just couldn't, because you're just picturing Keno's yeah. missus there with Nugsy beside my top like, do you know what I mean? So, honestly, I was fucking gone and then with that, I think I start laughing, everybody start laughing and then Roy kind of start laughing and I think he kind of, and he goes, right lads, get out and do you as a warm-up. So you kind of broke up the kind of ice with that because I think he recognised that he'd fucking, like he, he proper annihilated us. So, so I, I, I couldn't, any, any time I see a board now walking down the street with a bit of clear, I just think Nugsy's looking at me, man. Yeah, honestly, it was, the way he done it was just, what I think he had, he was able to kind of change it from literally we, we didn't know where we were going. We were thinking, right, what do we do next? And then he obviously said that. And it, I think it was his way of kind of yeah. lighting the situation. But it was fucking funny, like. <laughs> I remember one time even we we had that meeting. Uh, he, he mentioned that about like nobody kind of digging each other out or having a go at each other. And Cav, Cav used to fucking worship Roy, Graham Kavanagh. I say, this is a different story. When we were even in the national team, Roy came in, he used to eat all like kind of fruit and stuff before before his pre-match meal, which was unheard. You go down for a pre-match or you're, you're, you're just you're straight into the soup. But if the soup there, or straight into your pasta chicken or whatever. Roy was eating his melons and his, uh, his little cranberries and stuff like that, right? And he wouldn't drink, he, Roy wouldn't drink drink while he was eating. Like he says, uh, you're better off waiting to drink some fluid. So next, all right, next day, Cav comes down, Graham Cavan comes down and he's like, See Cav over at the fruit, he's pulling out his melon and sister says, What the fuck are you doing, Cav? He goes, Oh, it's just fucking Roy. If it's good enough for Roy, it's good enough for me. <laughs> so that's just to give you a little bit of idea what Cav is like. So anyway, so we had this meeting. He'd signed Graham Cavanagh for Sunderland at this time. Great lad, Cav, right? And uh, he, he's obviously had a go over us because we've lost we lost one or two games. And I've not seen anybody in this club fucking have a go with each other, fucking this, that. It's all nicey, nicey. Oh, unlucky, mate, unlucky. So anyway, we, we got in a half time at the stadium. Right? When we were winning 1 0 in the game, right? But I think it might have been Danny Collins had made a mistake. They nearly scored. So I think Cav was thinking, I'm going to show Roy here, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for you, Roy, yeah. so Danny walks in and grabs Danny, goes, What the fuck are you playing at? Yeah, Danny. And- This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And Cav's like, fucking hell, you could have conceded a goal there. And Roy was shut the fuck up, Cav, and sit down. And you just see Cav fucking thinking, like, but you said, but you didn't. just sit so obviously Roy, like, I think, oh. I think Roy used to just say things. For, and then I think he liked the aggro. I think, yeah, I think he liked the aggro as long as he was the one instigating it, you know. But it was, it was, it was a fucking funny man, like. Cav. But Cav was another story about Cav. Remember the I'm talking about Roy Keane a lot here now, but it's priceless stuff in my mind. You know, when you look, remember the remember the remember the tights force came in the recovery the, the, reco- the oh, recovery yeah. pants the skins. the skins, yeah. 
So they'd just been kind of nobody had ever really heard about wearing tights. So anyway, mm. right, we 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 had it. We had a pre. I'm nearly sure you were at this meeting, Brownie. Yeah, right? was, we, we had we had a we had a pre meeting a, a pre meeting before training. Like I think it might have been a Monday discussion. We we'd won the weekend. We were discussing the game and uh, Graham Kavanagh and. Steve Cobb were sitting in the not the, the room the little meeting room next to where we used to eat yeah. so they're sitting in the front row they're actually quite comfy seats right so Roy was talking about the game I could see you could see he was looking at the two of them because both of them had put on these recovery pants right underneath the shorts <laughs> underneath right. the shorts right like so I, I could see Roy was doing and I could see you could see there was something getting his attention you know, when he was speaking so he just kept looking right so we finished his meeting and he went he went by the way lads he goes what the fuck is that you are wearing and he goes fucking tights and uh, he's like get them fucking tights off and, and <laughs> Steve Cobham went like that. He went, Well, it's been scientifically proven that if you wear these, he goes, I don't give a fuck. As I see anybody wear tights, they're not going to fucking train, right? So the lads have to go down and take their tights off. I'm sure Carl came out in his fucking slips to try and make it, you know what I mean? But honestly, he just, it was like literally fucking, it was, it was he, 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 he changed it. That season he did, he came in and he, he totally changed. Not that it was in a bad place because Mick had done a great job, it, it was just very difficult. Keen, Keen, then who let you go? From yeah, uh, basically what happened, we got promoted that year, another, another another season left on me, contract at Sunderland, and I didn't really want to li- want to leave Sunderland at the time, my missus was from the area, I just had young kids and all, but he obviously said to me, listen, we've accepted an offer from from Wolves, if you want to go, you're entitled to go, so I was just thinking, well, so that means they're not offering me another contract, so I obviously had just young kids, and I thought, Wolves are up me a four-year deal, so I basically... Oh, I Sorry, heartbreaking, Roy Keane. No, no, because it was it was one of them. Like they got promoted in the Premier League, and it was I I I injured my ankle in the final bit of that season, so I hadn't played much towards the end of the season because I had an operation on my ankle, and I just part of me kind of thought I'll have a fresh start. You know what I mean? Away yeah, from that, and yeah. the reason Mick was at <coughs> Wolves and. Yeah, I had gone so well with uh, Mick at Wolves, so I just thought, you know, this could be a fresh start back. So you know back. you're in. He's giving you a good contract. Yeah, so that was partly the reason why I moved. But it was only when I, I went went down there and realised how he spoke, and I thought I'd made a ba- ma- massive mistake. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> <laughs> so think you're going to warm yourself to the people of Wolverhampton. Nah, listen, <laughs> Wolves is a great club. If you've got any, uh, if you've got any Wolves listeners, I, I don't mind the action yeah, at I'm all. It's not the views of under the cosh. That. Yeah, that's just. listen, Wolves. Wolves is. Wolves is a great club. Season at Wolves, we missed out on goal difference. I think in the playoffs, which was seen as a failure by the by the Wolves fans at the time. Which ultimately, it's a tough league, the championship. Do you know what I mean? Like, so we obviously missed out on the on goal difference. But it was just for me, I never really got settled in the area. The, the kids were coming home from school saying, "I want to get home," and I was just like, "You can't speak like that." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and, and, He's going back <laughs> in. <laughs> we need to nip this in the bud. No, right? As really, I said, you look at Wolves now. I wouldn't say anything bad about the football club. The supporters, well, they're very loyal supporters. And and um, great football club, great great facility, lovely people walking around the club. Talk. Just didn't understand the accent. That was it. But now I went. I went to Wolves. Obviously, all refreshed out. When when actually I had a meeting with Roy just before I left. Like obviously him him and uh, Mix don't aren't the best of friends. Obviously, I actually scored in the game in their game against each other for Sunderland. That was my last goal for Sunderland. Sunderland v Wolves. And I was remember the game and Mick and Roy were. All the cameras were there at the match because it was the first time supposedly they were going to come together since the the fallout yeah. in Japan. I actually scored the equaliser for Sunderland against Wolves in the one all game, and Mick still doesn't forgive me for it. Like, because <laughs> he says, "I fucking had a chance to beat that." <laughs> <laughs> Go on, equaliser. Touch to beat that. 
Is that so, when um, Jamal Johnson scored? Yeah, he scored a one. And he ran it. over to... Yeah. Did he run over to Keane? or did I don't he? Know who he ran over. I think he ran he over. He ran over and just yeah. went like that, right, two yards yeah. away from... I don't know if it was Mick or... Yeah. or it'll have been Roy, I think. Yeah. But that's... I scored that, you go and Mick, because oh, I still speak to Mick now, he, he still he still holds that goal against yeah, because I think they were desperate for one over. I know they were all handshaky, but there's no way either of them wanted to... They nah. were desperate to win and that game. through gritted teeth, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as I said, when I left Sunderland, actually, Roy, I was up in Roy's office and... <laughs> Funny, just after, I was shaking his hand saying good luck, thanks. Because I got on all right with Roy, like yeah. I had no problem with him myself personally. He goes, She'll be back with your mate, won't you, Mick? And he just done his little smirk as if to say, I fucking don't like him. But nah, Wolves, Wolves a great club, just yeah. didn't really quite work out for me there. Do you know what I mean? Had a season there. When, uh, sorry, she actually scored more goals against Wolves, four Wolves, I think, in my career, which probably tells you everything about them. <laughs> so, Preston, yeah, after, spent a year. All three of you at Preston now. <laughs> well, I think you just signed on the Friday I think, and I signed I think you, the Saturday I think you, morning. I think you, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't, I think you signed just before me and then I signed out because you were able to play. Yeah. And I wasn't able to play, so I think you signed just before me. Well, you, they, you wanted to get the fucking, the, the they wanted, best, to, yeah. wanted to get the good deal over the line first, didn't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. No, but I, I think you you signed on the, on the morning, I don't think, yeah, I, I think, no, do you know what it was? I needed a medical because I was falling apart at that stage mm. already and I think they needed the, oh, the I kind of, the Friday night. Yeah. I met, met Radcliffe the, the Friday night. You played, didn't you, the, the day? Because I remember, what yeah. was it, Charlton? You had a world, didn't you? You had a world, you yeah. didn't score. I'm sure you played and then that was it. You were, you were loved there from that first game, wasn't it? You didn't score for ages, actually, did you? You scored until the fucking middle of December, man. I remember that, actually, yeah. I was, I was fucking check and see if the ink was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were playing, actually, well. That was the, the team. Chair, like, the chairman were in his jaws like, I'm fucking trying to find my seat. Can we take him back or what? The, what were the pecking order, generally? I'd say it was probably you and... Party and Mel, and Mel's. Mel's were probably the top, but we all played a fair, yeah. fair share. Like Alan used I mean? to like change. He looked yeah. at sixty minutes up. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. number one? Who's first on the team sheet? This big fucker. Mm-hmm. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> until until it got to the point where it was getting a problem that I weren't scoring. Yeah. So I sort of say August, September, October. So sort of November time. That's when I start. I, I think. I think I were out of the team a bit and then sort of start of December, I'd come on a sub, scored my first goal against Doncaster, came on a sub, scored against Birmingham before the Christmas doing Dublin. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that'll be in the team then. Yeah, that and, was and, you, I, and I, was, I was scoring, so... To be fair, though, like you probably looking back, you probably deserve to be in the team. When he, played, yeah. he, he was a great, great focal point. Even when me... Not that I didn't like playing up with Brownie, but I didn't mind playing with Parky, even though I had to do all his running because he had to, <laughs> he, he did have quality. Like as I said, if he kind of he was he was a good fire like for kind of listen. It was it was I think Alan Irvin, although he, in my opinion he really messed up in the playoff game. We he got we shouldn't really been in the playoffs. No, we, 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 we made a late run, didn't we? To get to yeah. but it were uh, yeah, it was sort of me me or Mel's. Me or Sleazy, or you, you know yeah, what I mean? No. Well, sort of a, big, he, a bigger he, little one, but mm. obviously I won't class Mel's as a fucking little one. No. And then obviously the second leg of the playoff. Biggest game of the season, he's changed it completely and gone me and in. He's played them two up front. He's put Ross Wallace, who'd probably been one of our best players, on the wing. Yeah. I don't know, he, you know he assisted a few of my goals. He, he put a few it's of his... They're all just looking at each other when he's... So Alan Irvin decided to play no, Ross, Ross in the hole. I mean, like, because he only dropped the rose in the dressing room, didn't he? And, like, I remember Ross turning around to me going... 
why am I playing in the hole? Like, and it was one of them. It was a master plan from Alan Irvin that if went totally worked. wrong. Like we did. If it had worked, we, if it had it worked, but we lost the game one 0 and we yeah, won it one 0 we, we, we nearly scored. It. I think I had the post in the last minute. We were yeah. bombarding the goal. Paddy Billy Kenny Jones, was going to say Billy yeah. Jones, man, when he's fucking, he mm. missed one from probably six, six or seven yards at it wide, mm. and yeah. I've like said to him, "Fucking hell, Billy, I know." I know you got your move to Premier League, mate, but that was my fucking chance. That, <laughs> well, that's, that was the, that this, was it, was, chance. it wasn't the you Premier fu- League. I, I think it was the fact that all the lads were doubling their wages and they were sick, wasn't it? <laughs> that's, that's where it was, wasn't it? And it was like kind of. You got relegated, but your wages doubled. You'd have been fucking <laughs> yeah. highly delighted. So we came in at half time, didn't he? And just went round everybody. You shit your pants. <laughs> you shit your pants. <laughs> you shit your pants. And we was like. And, and you I just see straight away that it wasn't. It wasn't. Nah, it was. It was. As, as you probably look, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him about it since. But I would say he. I'd like to think he'd look back and think he made a little bit of a tactic mistake there. Uh, was your fancy dressing doubling? Oh Jesus! What was I? I was, I was like getting a bloody rapsiness with less than a pair of Crocs, wasn't I? <laughs> and a shell suit or something like that. Some some good trip. Remember the, uh, the the tramp. Or the tramp. What were we singing outside? What were we singing? We were singing fucking, singing like, we were fucking Chrissy Brown number one. Chrissy oh, Brown, that was unbelievable. Chrissy wasn't Brown it? number three. And the tramps got in the middle and she smashed the glass. Hmm. And, you, and you obviously weren't having it and you just got the old fucking... Speared her out of the way, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah but clothesline. No, well, it was more of a there. This fucking tramp just went. Well, she was like, she had broken glass she, and all. Yeah, no, was it, was, it, was, I don't it, know what it was. Was it? Well, it wasn't like a. <laughs> it wasn't like an. It wasn't like an assault or anything. It was like more of a, a, a get out of the way, get out of the way type yeah. thing. And the reason why I was so angry, she had called this same tramp had called me in the in the daytime begging for money and I was obviously had a few drinks on me so I took her up to the remember I took her up to the corner in the spa on O'Connell Street in me Crocs and me Rapsiness <laughs> advanced me shit and I paid because she had she had a she said she had a young family so I was thinking I'm not giving her money to go and spend it so I said so I took her around spa bought her nappies wet wipes and everything and paid for them and then when I seen her with smashed glass because I don't think she was upset at a few of the lads that were jumping around I thought I can't be having a whole horde to anybody so yeah. I just took the law into my own hands <laughs> <laughs> I think she survived I wouldn't say she was still kind yeah. of she was probably desperate yeah. on top for the three count yeah. she was probably gutted and not took a tab of kebabra yeah. that, that's probably <laughs> what it was man. but no yeah, geez, I forgot about that brownie thanks oh parky <laughs> thanks so you went yeah. to Scotland after Preston yeah, uh, I think uh, Preston. We I finished up at Preston when uh, I'm sure you spoke about this before. I don't know when Darren Ferguson had come in as manager yeah. and built a little dressing room for all the lads he didn't want. So we were all just looking for a girl, a jail, jail kind of card when we were at Preston. But Hearts came in for me. Um, at the time, Hearts were I, I didn't know too much about them. Obviously, everybody knows Celtic Rangers up in Scotland, all fair. And but well, Hearts, I, the sort of third team. I used to think that way in my mind. Yeah. I thought Hearts were kind of the one that I thought, yeah, Hearts, good club. I obviously went up, kind of looked around the stadium, decent enough training ground. But at the time, they were owned by um, Russian Russian gangsters, Lithuanian, sorry, gangsters. So it was Kevin Coyle actually from Sunderland. He he. Uh, signed there from Kilmarnock and the ex-Kilmarnock manager Jim Jeffries had signed him and he was looking for somebody to play up front alongside Kyler and Kyler says well I know Stephen Elliott is obviously not needed at Preston anymore would you be interested in him so turns out I obviously end up went up there so Kyler obviously bigged me up to try and say yeah he's, he's the perfect kind of signing so I went to, I remember I went up to Hearts to speak to the 
the directors and all. So I walked into a room. Lithuanians. And, Lithuanians, yeah. I walked into a room and, and Vladimir Romanov. So I'm thinking, so. What a name, that is. So I walked, basically, right, right. I walked into the kind of little little room in Tyne Castle where, like, kind of, it wasn't really a boardroom because it was an old kind of stand. So I walked into this room there. I'm standing there and I look around, there's like five different fellas all there, like in these black mafia suits. And I'm thinking, what the fuck am I signing for here? Like, no proper eyeballing you, no straight face. Like, it wasn't, I'd That's... never signed for a club in this situation. And so I'm looking at them going, and one of them goes, so you're a new striker? And I'm looking, I'm going, oh, fuck. And I go, yeah, yeah, mate. And he goes, yeah. You're not very big, are you? And I'm thinking, oh, what the fuck have I signed for here? Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? So they're giving me, like, already before I've even sort of looked, and I says, no, I'm not very big. And I start trying to have him to explain myself. Yeah, but I get in behind and I'm panicking, thinking, gonna, I'm thinking, but I'm quite quick, you know what I mean? And then, and then, well, anyway, but that was that was my forced introduction to them. So that was a little taster of what I got to like for Hearts. So anyway, we start when I went up to Hearts first, first season, we started off great. We, um, we start. We won at one stage in the first part of the season. We won thirteen games on the bounce, and we were only like two points off the top of the table, which was a really, really good to be kind of still up there with Celtic Rangers, who had really good players at that time. So we're taking. Like, listen, you start. You know, when you start winning games, you start taking. You know what I mean? We, we, we just, you, you know yourself. Like we knew we were. We hadn't got the quality in a squad. We had a good eleven, like good 11, 12 players. But I was playing up front just off Kyler with Rudy Scatchel, who done great for Hearts, and we were all scoring a few goals, and we were winning games. Not just winning games. Confidence was breeding. So, <clears throat> word got out that the, ch- the chairman was really, really happy. Like, so he says, because he didn't come over very often, like, and he couldn't speak English. So, what had the chairman was very happy. He says, Oh, yeah, I'm going to come over and see the lads and stuff. And so I'm thinking, All right, fine. So, um, anyway, he goes, So, we were playing Celtic in away, just, just, I think it might have been, was it before the, just after the Christmas? And uh, I was just after the Christmas, and we had a beat, and then we would have been, I think, joint top or maybe a point off them at the top of the table. So, obviously, he'd come over for the game expecting us to kind of. Expecting us to kind of put a, put a big performance yeah. in, right? So anyway, we park head on, on an evening game. Listen, when they, they scored an early goal against, we end up losing the game. I think it was four or five, five nil. And it happens, you no? Know, when you go to a place like that, not that we weren't trying, they, they dicked us basically, right? So anyway, the chairman comes into the next ground, into the training ground the next day, and we're all ticking. Oh, well, I'm sure he'll, he'll be quite pleased, considering we're like right up there, like and. Uh, Doing better than what you thought. Better, you much better than what we thought. I was loving it. Like, you know what I mean? We were getting 20,000, like just under 20,000 every game. We'd beaten Rangers, we'd beaten Hibs in the derby, and we'd done everything onto that Celtic game. So he comes into the game, uh, into the dressing room after the game on the, I think it was a Thursday morning, right? Walks around, we're all sitting around the dressing room. So I'd never be experienced. A few of the lads says, Oh, yeah, he sometimes comes over, shakes his hand. So he comes in with an interpreter. So he walks around the dressing room, right? Shakes everybody's hand. Hello, hello, hello. That was the first time I met him because he wasn't there when I signed. It was all these kind of little cronies. So I'm thinking, <laughs> and, and so I'm thinking, This guy's all right. You know what I mean? Looks the part, looked like a gangster, though. Do you know what I mean? Name as well. So anyway, Absolute yeah. Little black suit. <laughs> they always had black suits. Like, <laughs> 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 he did have a briefcase, right? Slick back hair, black suits, right? So I'm thinking, right, so next of all he starts talking in, in Russian language. So he's an interpreter, obviously, tell, explaining everything that he's saying. Uh, the, the, the chairman would just like to say how very pleased he is with his performances up to this point of the season. He's very, very proud he is. And um, I know we discussed bonuses at, at, the, at the start of the season. And um, then bonuses will, will arrive, which is if you continue on to compete, like, and you finish in the top three. Everybody's done well, all the new signings, blah, blah, blah. So he's going on and on. And I'm thinking, Jesus, chairman's brilliant. Like, because <laughs> a few lads are saying he's a bit wild, right? So he's in there 10, 15 minutes. So we're sitting, I'm sitting there getting ready to go out to train. I think that's just a great, great little move. Not after being in a little dungeon at mm. Preston and thinking I'm back playing, winning. 
challenging for a league title at this stage in my mind. So, first of all, right, just as we're about to go and train, the chairman and that leave the room. Our captain, who was Lithuanian, Marian Zaliukas, at the time went, lads, before you go out, I've got something to say. Whatever that interpreter was saying, it's a load of bollocks. It turns out he could understand he everything he was saying. Like, and Vlad thought he was his man. He wouldn't say anything. So it turns out he'd been saying to us, these are all a bunch of useless cunts. He's went to Celtic Park, chance to go top of the league and you shit yourselves. And if you think he's can fucking, if you think he's getting them bonuses you talk about, you just won't even get fucking paid if he's ever performed like that again. <laughs> so I'm sitting there thinking, oh my fucking God. Unbelievable. Like, Honest to God, so I'm sitting there unbelievable going, this is a mad place. So, and truth to the word, the following season, we went about four months without being paid. Honest to God, you couldn't, you couldn't even find a chief exec. We informed, there was Ian Black. This is the following season now. We got rid of Jim Jeffries at the time. Ian Black was, was, because the lads needed a cash, you know what I mean, to play, to, to pay their wages. They were on good money, but it wasn't like major money where you can't afford to be paid for a few. So we went, don't know how many months were out being paid. And I got to a stage, Ian Black was going painting, going painting. Because if you, turn, if you, if you can't pay, if you don't pay a player for three months, I think you can leave the club yeah. or something on the free. But anyway, nobody wanted to leave because we were doing well. Like, and we were still in the Scottish Cup this second season. And uh, Ian Black was going off painting with his mates. He was like literally Monday to Friday. He was going painting with his best mates on the streets, coming in on a on a Friday afternoon to the final session and going out and pl- going to get out some and coin to, to get some money in because the, the manager Paolo Sergio, who he'd been appointed in the meantime a Portuguese guy, who'd done wonders really to win the the Scottish Cup, considering what was going on kind of off the pitch, was having to lend lads like hundred quids here and there to kind of. Pay, pay for the school fees and Did stuff like that. Did you win the Scottish Cup whilst all that was going on? Well, we won the Scottish Cup the paid. second season, yeah, and the season that the lads went kind of three, four, five months without getting paid, which was like unbelievable. Biggest game in the club's history. Like we played Hibs in the final and beat them 5-1, which... Scored, didn't you? I didn't score in the, I, I, a couple of assists. You but 5-1 in the final? Yeah, 5-1, which like... And we'd played Hibs all... all since I was there we played Hibs I think seven or eight times now in the two seasons they actually played each other four times up there yeah. and we, we'd, we'd only drawn one game won the rest of them I'd scored in a few of the derbies so we were really confident going into the game and that like but at the same time I knew it was, all the senior lads that were at the club knew it was going to be their last game of the club because the money had been pulled yeah, and yeah. they were getting rid of all the so I'm thinking no matter what you had done in previous games and that says this was the last game of the season cup final we don't win this game you're going to remember that's the biggest kind of lose or failure ever. Yeah. So even before the game, I was I was rooming with Blackie and I'm we're sitting there before the match going, fuck, because it was his last game as well. Rudy Scott. like a wank on a night and all, all right. <laughs> uh, Well, I think everybody did, didn't they? <laughs> uh, they'd, be, they'd, be, they'd be telling lies. They wouldn't. I never lent them my laptop, though. No, I oh. learned me lesson. No, I, think, I think it was iPads by then, though, wasn't it? <laughs> but uh, now, yeah, we we couldn't sleep that night. Like I was sitting there, Black, Blackie, you, you know, if we lose this game, we'll never, like, kind of... Because the Hibs hadn't won the Cup since 1902 at the time. Like So it was, like, 2000, it was 100. And ten years since Hibs had won the cup and huge rivalry by the way, like yeah, a lot yeah. bigger than I didn't realise how big it was until I went up there, like but so sitting there at night and just nervous energy because you're thinking it's your last game, you don't want to remember it, but we went on and we ended up winning the game five. We batted and we played really well and it was it was a really good way to kinda of, to go out, like really good scenes and that and a few obviously parties and stuff <laughs> afterwards. But now it was it was a it was a funny time that the chairman up there was, was, I was gonna say it was, was Vladimir, well, Vladimir was still there like yeah. so he was actually at the cup <laughs> he worked in the fucking chair it was playing champagne right <laughs> no 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 he, he was actually at the cup final and it turns out like we because we weren't getting paid this is what was happening he was they had a kind of Scottish guy walking as a kind of chief executive type of role that was kind of our information man so he was he had said to us listen lads if you report it to the no if you report to the SFA you lose points in the league so he was saying listen if you don't if you don't report us because they would have been fined like more money if you don't report us we'll give you big bonuses no way if you, if you, if you, if you, you believe if you beat Celtic in the semi because we had Celtic in the semi-final like, which nobody expected us to beat we had, and, and we were thinking 
with Beat Cell, like there was big bone. They were talking, I think they were t- saying something like 14, 15 grand, grand like grand ahead. Like it would be so we were thinking, they're not going to pay it. But listen, if there's an off chance, they might, we're not going to yeah. complain. Do you know what I mean? But it turns out when we won the cup and the fucking, they were nowhere to be seen. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we didn't get a thing, man. We didn't get an iota. Like, so we got, you weren't arguing. Uh, no, we, we didn't get our bonuses. But at the end of, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's only now when you retire, you look back and moments of winning trophies yeah. and stuff like that. You remember them more than the, yeah. than the wages you kind of get. Oh, no. Is he hated up there then, this Romanov fella? Well, no, well, he, that season after we got, got uh, after I left, he got, got relegated because they only had all the kind of younger lads. They got relegated into the championship and then the club actually funded the takeover of the club. So the club, the fa- football fans, fans basically saved the club. Yeah. So it's kind of fan owned now. Yeah. Why, if you, where, where's he from? Lithuania. Lithuania, he yeah. He sits in Lithuania and thinks, even if you're making a few quid, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to buy a team in Scotland. It's, it's mad though. Like, see when you got paid or even Chris, it wasn't like, no way at the end of the month your clubs you get your pay and it's like, this, it, you used to get paid and it'd come up in your bank tra- international payments. So you'd get kind of three different kind of international transactions through the month. You basically didn't know how much you were getting paid. You were just happy to be just getting something in there. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was actually that bad. Like the lads are like, some of the lads, like I said, some of the lads who hadn't earned much were literally on their arses. You know, I mean? they couldn't put petrol in their car or anything because they have young kids, families. Yeah, and, it, yeah, yeah. and the fact that, that we went on to win the cup with that going on in the background I think you have to it was obviously we were doing something right on the pitch but we knew in the back of the head win the cup and yeah. but it, was, it, was, it wasn't good it must have been some money laundering reasons that I had to be well, yeah. I think the, I think the <laughs> Russian police were after him or something or wherever <laughs> it was is, when, when he said you were small we were just glad that they were saving some wood on well, the coffin well, well that's what yeah, when he said that was that was my introduction it only took one boy to finish yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll fit in the SKL yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's what I felt like I felt like I'd, I'd walked into a, a, a mafia movie like a genuinely I was thinking what big suitcase I'm thinking I thought I'd walk in be all like, oh, welcome aboard, blah. The usual, oh, great to have you. You're very, everything was like, you're very smart. You don't, I was just like, fucking, I'm not going to say, look from, and that's what I mean when you have the start, kind of feel like you're explaining yourself. So, but the, man, the manager, Jim Jeffries, when I did sign, was, was just kind of pre warm. He says, listen, it's yeah. not like a typical other club, but the, the club itself is, a, is, a, is an amazing place. Did you get all your wages then? I don't know. It was all, we didn't even get wage slips or anything like, and we got, I, I remember I got a tax bill afterwards for a few bobs, so I don't know what way they were paying, but yeah. I was just glad to be kind of away from it in the end, that kind of, the unknown and not knowing what was happening and stuff. Because it's, it's a, a, what's going on at Bolton, you know, like, players refusing to play, did you never think, did you never get together and go, A few of the boys did, they wanted to stop playing, but... <laughs> It's it's all fine saying that you you have to remember the supporters coming to watch the game. You have to you, you're looking at them as well. But we we never we we, we threatened that, and that's when obviously they came in with the promised bonuses, lads. If you don't complain, I think Blackie turned around. Stupid <laughs> bastards! <laughs> stupid fucking Scottish bastards! <laughs> Blackie turned around and he says, "I don't fancy painting for the rest of my life." So like you know, but it was it was it was. Did everybody get uh, get moves from that? Or I think everybody. Well, all that, there was like. I think it was me, the lads that were out of contract, like it was me, Rudy Scatchel, Ian Black, um, a few others. Lads who've done like who done well through the season, you know what I mean? Like it helped them win the cup and finished toward in the top four again. Yeah. We all had to go because there was just no money there. The, 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 the plug was pulled on the money, and basically they they had a over the next couple of seasons they were only playing with the young lads and there was some good the likes of Callum Patterson who's come through at um, Cardiff it's now Cardiff, yeah. you know, no, your man Jamie Walker these all these lads kind of broke in so in a way it kind of helped them young lads develop the their lads. game but they did get relegated and they had to kind of regroup again Bill Mellor's been on asking a question this morning about the um, the time Fergie basically made a, a changing room for the lads that he didn't want 
at the club. What, a separate little room? Yeah. It was tiny. It was, it was like, <laughs> it, it was the old kind of, it was like a kind of storeroom or a washing yeah. machine room or something. He'd pull the washing, <laughs> honestly, he'd pull the, <laughs> a couple of washing machines or something. Made out, him and, and it was like probably about two metres wide and about four metres long. And we were all, it was like a little makeshift, little bench made. So obviously we came back for pre-season. One of the, what season? What, that, what, what had happened is, I think, either Fergie had been told he needs to trim the budget or he wanted to trim the budget and fetch his own players in. So yeah. what he's done is he's identified the players that he didn't want. And literally ostracised them. And literally went, right, you lads, you're getting changed in the fucking, in the downstairs <laughs> in toilet. The closet room. You're getting changed in the downstairs toilet. You're training with the kids. And that's you till you get yourself sorted it was, out. It was, it was, it was awful because the first team lads, remember at, uh, at Springfield, there used to be a shit pitch out the back. Yeah. Used to, like it was all bobbly. Whereas they'd done a bit of walk on the main pitches. Yeah. So, right, all the first team lads were out. You, you were all there, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You were yeah, all yeah. trained on the first team pitch. So was like, <laughs> I was laughing at you yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like me, Mel's, fucking Neil Collins, Chappie, uh, Trots. That might have been a few others. I can't actually remember. Like, yeah. So we, we used to have to go and train with the U team out the back and a few of the younger lads. So, I remember, I remember one of the days, like, Neil Collins said, should we have a little jog round where the first team lads were training? We thought, fuck it, man. Like, cause we, you're pissed off. Like, you're going to walk and you're listening, being fucking shot all over, basically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you knew as well. You realised we had a lot of a joke, but it was fucking wrong, wasn't it? Yeah. Looking it's back. A, one of them things, we had, it's hard for you because you're, like, obviously trying to be in the team and whatever. And you, but we, you don't want to, like, get the old... Uh, we can't talk to them lads. Yeah, but that's what it was. was like, we weren't even allowed to kind of eat, which is or anything. Yeah, it was kind it was of a separate. We had, we had a separate time to eat and everything. Like with, and it was, it was. Ter- it was only a f- look. Thankfully, I kind of naughty kids at school. Yeah, thankfully I got a move. Like I wasn't there for quite long. But I remember one of the days they were training and uh, we were just we were fucking refused to train. We trained with the young lads, and it's no disrespect to young lads, but it's not the same intensity. It's fucking shit. You want to get because you know you're trying to get a move. You want to keep up your yeah. kind of training. You do, but I remember I think it was Neely says it's when we have a fucking and run round with a fucking cax round our ankles remember <laughs> and we ran round the pitch and we all put a shorts round our ankles and we were just running around on our slips going way way and obviously Fergie didn't even say anything he just ignored us didn't he and, uh, and as if to say like as if we weren't there like we were all fucking and he just ignored us but probably wasn't the right thing to do but sometimes enough is enough I think I think everyone in the end got him I think Mel's went to Sheffield and didn't yeah, he that Chappie season Chappie went to Southampton I went up to Hearts and Trotz went to Sunday Sunday team was it nearly went Leeds nearly went yeah nearly went to Leeds Trotz Trotsy, no, I think Trotsy Neil went... Oh, Neil, Neil went to Leeds, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I remember Neil went to Leeds. But big characters, I, I wonder if he regrets it. That's what I'm saying, it, was like a, it wasn't like a little kind of... No, sometimes you get little joeys at clubs that don't have to join in with the crowd. It was yeah. like proper big characters, I would say, in the dressing room. Where, an experienced player, like, yeah. like experienced championship yeah. players as well. It was, it was, it was, as I said... Chiller, Liam Chiller as well. Chiller was yeah. there, yeah, Liam was there. Yeah. Was that from day one from him arriving? No, because no, he, no, he, he came in beginning of the se- uh, halfway through the season before... Yeah. And kind of kept his mm. Mel's and that, and a few lads. Well, I didn't. I didn't. It didn't keep me because I went on loan because he just said to me straight, "Well, I'm not in his plans," and I was like, "Fair enough, man." Good. Do you know what I mean? I did. Yeah. I, I, he was. He was honest with me at that stage. So I, I had at that stage, I was all right at football. I think so. Norwich, who were flying <laughs> at League One, took me on loan. I ended up winning a League One. Uh, League One trophy with them, so I was I wasn't too bothered, but that was only the after season. But he he did. He was a bit arrogant. Remember, I'm sure we played Chelsea in the cup, didn't he? And like, yeah, we did, I, yeah. and we, we uh, Ancelotti, Ancelotti was their manager. Was it Ancelotti at the time? Oh, I'm sure man. it was. But I always remember because I, I used to just, Darren, I used to just think he was an arrogant fucker. Like I just thought he thought he was his dad. Do you know what I mean? In my yeah. opinion, I thought yeah, your fucking dad's a legend, but you're a. C-. 
So, <laughs> right? But, uh, I, remember, I remember him saying, like, he came into this, we were playing Chelsea in the in the FA Cup at detail, like, and uh, he came into the, you know, and he goes, and like, bear in mind, Ancelotti used to name his team on a Friday. I don't know if you remember that. He used remember. to name his starting 11 on a Friday. Every week, not because he was playing Preston. And he came in and, he was, and Fergie was like, yeah, the arrogant cunt. He has named his team before on the Friday. Friday, who do you think we are? And we were all looking at him thinking, well, he does this every fucking week. You're no different. But he wanted, he, he was saying that to make himself yeah. feel important. Do you know what I mean? He was an absolute bellend. <laughs> 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 he was, he was. But to do that to, to young lads, says he, I'm, whether he regrets it or not, at that time, like there was no other word to describe him. To, to there was the no lad. need to do it. No, nah, there wasn't. It, we it, weren't going to go in and upset, like, exactly. cause problems. We would have trained hard because yeah. we were good professionals, you know, but he just... He, he, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Did he get them relegated in the end? I think yeah, they're on the yeah, That yeah. probably tells you everything about them, doesn't it? Bell end. He had a go at Mel's. <laughs> was it for ducking? Du- ducking out the way of the ball or something? I can imagine it. I can imagine Mel's ducking out the way of the ball. Sorry, yeah. So. I, I think I he said something after. Happening. I think that's probably why. To be fair, man. No, no, we talk about Mel's, but he's funny, isn't he? Just to look at Mel's, isn't he? When he's short, <laughs> just honestly. to look at. Honestly, he's just funny. We play. I actually played. We played a charity game a few weeks ago against CG. He was playing for Liverpool Legends, and uh, we, I was playing for an Irish eleven against him. No, for the Sean Cox, the guy that got attacked in. For Liverpool fan, Irish Liverpool fan that got attacked when he played Roma last year in the Champions League. So we were playing against Liverpool at the Aviva in Dublin. So it was totally tells and great one out for the for the chap. But Mel was obviously involved. He snuck his way into the Liverpool legend squad. I don't know how. I think. He did it. <laughs> but anyway, he, he fucking loves it, Mel's. But he ran onto the. He came on for the last twenty minutes, and honestly, I just start laughing at him. Cope is on. on, right? He's shorter up around his neck, and he's <laughs> Mel thirty three on him. But he, 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 it's just no one. You just no one. Somebody just makes you laugh, and he's actually playing right back at one stage chasing Quinny down the, down the right wing so when you just picked it I'm just thinking oh Mel's like, you, people listen probably one point it's funny but if you know Mel's it's yeah. just, it's just you know, he's just a funny we, we guy we said to him like cause you big lad stocky lad were any Mel's he used to tell up Pound for pound, you are the biggest fanny in professional football. <laughs> it's like if you got a cut, he got a cut on his shin one game, didn't he? And he didn't, he didn't train for a month with a cut on his shin. Yeah, he was soft, wasn't he? he? Was like, like, fucking hell, Mel's. No, it's not my shin pad rubbing against it. Mm. <laughs> we've, we've actually tried to get him on, but um, he keeps saying that we he's need not to allowed. He's fucking solicitors, the fucking he's, Sky Sports. He's not allowed because of his Sky commitments. Yeah. To be fair, man, he's very committed to Sky. I'm saying that night we played, we played in that charity game, right? We we had a, a bar boxed off after the game for a few beers and Mel's was there into the early hours and he, he, he was walking the next day, wasn't he, for Sky? And I says, Mel's, there's no chance you're making this game. He goes, watch, watch. Now, he knows this little thing, doesn't he, where he just wears Mel's. So I'm sitting <laughs> on the sofa, hung over to fuck ticket. There's no way I could go commentating or analysing <laughs> the game. Fucking Mel's pops up on the telly, doesn't he? Looks like he hasn't even been out and I just <laughs> thought, as fresh as a daisy. So, man, Where's listen, Mel's? Where is Mel's? <laughs> Dedicated guy. Dedicated guy. Yeah, he's brilliant, man. Oh, brilliant, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, thank you very much. Enjoy that. Cheers, mate. Nice what are you doing you? now? I'm, I'm training and going up to coach now. What in the next couple of minutes? Co- I'm not finished playing. Like so, I, I stopped playing the end of in the end of last season. So I'm coaching now and doing little bits and pieces here and there. But just enjoying not playing anymore and being able to have a point whenever I feel like. <laughs> no, never stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't stop me, but it's like at least you don't have to be worrying about projectile yeah. vomiting on a, on a training <laughs> pitch. You know what I mean? Uh, cheers, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, Thank you very much. Never guess what? Yep. I've just popped my slippers on. Front of the log fire, it's crackling. It's time to pay them bills, because as you know, The Economist is about far more than just economics and finance. It covers a wide range of subjects from world politics, business, science, technology, arts, the environment, 
and even sport. Oh, yes. And you know what? Because you listen to Under the Cosh, you can get yourself your very own free copy. All you've got to do is text UNDER, U-N-D-R, just like the title, to 78070. They'll pop one in the post, be with you in no time. Before you know it, you'll have your feet up, like me, read an article about how the top five English clubs are amongst the ten highest earners in the world. Unbelievable. The Economist is the smart guide to the forces changing your world. So if you never stop asking questions, get your free copy now by texting under UNDR to 78070. There we go. As always, thanks for listening. Leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on the YouTube channel, and as always, tell your friends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.